Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Just Shiatsu podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Zielinski, and let's continue going through the chapters of the Suen. Um, today, I'm actually going to cover two chapters. We're going to go over chapter six and chapter seven, just because they're both short, or they're short in my rewrite. Um, remember that I, I will take out anything that I don't feel applies to the work I'm doing so that I can get a deeper understanding And again, as always, if you want to understand my edits, I think I did a pretty good job of talking about how I think about that in chapter three podcast. So if you want more clarity on why my chapters might seem short compared to what you know or might think a chapter might consist of, that's the reason why. So we're going to start with chapter six. So... The ideas of open, close, and pivot are expressed in this chapter for the first time. I'm going to go into a little more depth than the chapter says because it just kind of basically just says they open, close, or pivot. I've been spending a lot of time studying this. I've actually been working with a Hara diagnostic method that employs using the six divisions. So I've spent some time reflecting on them and what they could possibly have meant by all these sort of statements. And uh, in some previous podcasts, I have gone over this. And, you know, over time, as I study things and get to clearer understandings, some of my perspectives shift a tiny bit. I don't think I've said anything that I wouldn't necessarily agree with. But the way I talk about them may have changed over time. And I suppose that'll happen through my lifetime. So one of the things that I wanted to bring to attention is the term open. Uh, in other texts has been also referred to as the gate. The term close has also been translated as door leaf. So when you think about the terms in those both of those perspectives, it might add a little more context for you if you're exploring this idea for yourself. If we reflect on previous chapters, um, there is always an expression of time given. And when we think about time, it's a time of growth of yang, or I think of it as a time of expansion of yang. And then we get a time where the yang retreats inward, and I think of this as a time of contraction. So when I look at it through this lens, opening is the time of expansion, and closing would be the time of contraction. So we're talking about those type of movements happening during the uh, opening and closing phases. And then this can even be backed up by going back to a reference from chapter four where they talked about the expressions of yang. So if you remember, they had this time they called the yang movement in a yang time and a yin movement in a yang time. And what they were talking about was the expansion of yang during the time that the sun's up and then the contraction of yang as the sun starts to decline actually in the sky, meaning that our we're also the yang energy in us is declining as well. When I think about the idea of the pivot, I have been exploring it as an idea of the space that organizes these movements. And then this gives us three distinctions of yang movements. And this also applies for the yin phases. So they're gonna talk about a yang and a yin phase, each having these three movements in them. Uh, The other thing is that this chapter is shorter, but as always, short doesn't mean it's not important or dense. One thing is, as this is an audible form, you can lose some of the same sort of reflection you might have while reading something. 
So just keep that in mind as you listen. It's easier for our minds to trail off on ideas while listening to somebody else talk. So it might be worth multiple listens or it might be worth purchasing a translation so that you can study these ideas a little deeper for yourself. And also you'll get other commentators' ideas on these as well, besides mine. There is a whole section in this chapter that I removed. They give all these complex ideas of locations of specific things in the body, but what they're trying to get at is a little unclear in the text or the translation I was reading at least. So for that reason, I took them out because I couldn't make 100% sense of them. And I don't think it loses anything from what's being said. It was just more examples to highlight an expression they're making. So if we move into the chapter itself. So the chapter starts. I have been told that heaven is yang, the earth is yin, the sun is yang, and the moon is yin. The months can vary in days, but a year constitutes 360 days, and man agrees to these truths. Now there is a yang and yin of heaven, and in man we have three yang and three yin. Why are these not the same? As for the yin and yang that are in agreement with man, these can be counted by their association of yin and yang, which equals 10. If you start to mix these associations in reference to each other, then it will grow exponentially, reaching over 100, then 1,000, then 10,000. These interactions are countless, encompassing every possible movement that can be achieved. Even though it can be countless, the essential principle is one. Heaven covers all life, and the earth provides for them. The yang chi provides living beings with the proper chi. The yin is in charge of sealing the yang, and thus is its protector, and in this way its ruler. The yang is the energy that moves the body and allows it to remain healthy, and so is called the proper chi. So they came to life through spring, they grew through summer, they are collected in autumn, and they are stored away in winter. If the regularity of these are lost, then the four seasonal chi of heaven and earth are obstructed. This is why the changes of yin and yang can be known in man. They have been observed and quantified. I would like to hear about the division and the unity of these three yin and the three yang, and how they are different but the same when talking of the three yang vessels. The ta yang is the opening, the yang ming is the closing, and the xiao yang is the pivot. These yang channels cannot work independent of each other. When working in harmony, following the proper ways, they are like one yang movement. So in the division and unity of the three yin, the tai yin is opening, the zhui yin is closing, and the xiao yin is the pivot. The three yin channels cannot work independent of each other. When working in harmony, following the proper ways, they are like one yin movement. With these divisions of yin and yang in mind, it is understood that they continually move endlessly. This is a repeated transmission which never ends. It is the blending of both together that allow life. It takes the chi inside along with the physical nature of the body to interact together. This is the only way a life can be complete. That is the end of chapter 6. So moving into chapter 7. Um, some important concepts to think about as I read this very short rewriting for me. There is definitely an importance stressed on the stomach's involvement in health. It is without the stomach's influence that we would perish. 
So this lets us know that the renewal from chi from the food we eat is very important for us to sustain life. One of the criticisms with the suen is that sometimes people say it is a little too focused on the stomach and spleen um, as foundational life movements. Um, the other statement in this chapter that I really found important is the statement to have faith in the diagnosis and that doubt can be a strong component to not getting a proper diagnosis. For me, as I use hard diagnosis, this means I don't doubt the method. And as I said, I have been working with a new sort of hard diagnosis. And when I do doubt my expertise in understanding that, the outcomes do actually hold worth. So this is one of those statements that holds true to the real experience, um, at least for me. Um, that's partially why I love these texts, right? They have all these hidden gems in them that when applied to life or you examine your life through them, you go, wow, there's some real deep meaning there that has some truth to it. Some of the edits for this chapter. So in this chapter, there were very specific, there was a very specific style of pulse diagnosis given. And since I have no interest in learning classical pulse diagnosis, or any pulse diagnosis. Um, I do have faith in the hard diagnosis I use. I have removed those from this chapter for my rewrite. There's also a large portion of this chapter that's dedicated to the terms first yang, second yang, and third yang. And then again, they have those terms for the yin. I've tried to look at this many different ways. I can't understand why they decided to use the terms first yang, second yang, or third yang. They are expressing the three divisions that we just read about in the previous chapter, but I can't make sense of why they decided to use it in those specific terms. And since I can't make sense of it, I removed it from the text as well. It basically was just a, a bunch of symptoms related to the idea of what first yang movement is, second yang movement is, and third yang movement is. So you're not really missing much. It was just lists of symptoms. Of course, commentators have clarified which actual channels they're talking about i didn't feel like it really brings anything to the chapter besides just memorizing some lists of symptoms so after all those edits it really leaves a tiny short chapter for me and it's making just some simple statements about diagnosis so these are the fundamental ideas that that i thought were expressed in the chapter so for my rewrite, it starts, man has four measurements and 12 channels. The four movements correspond to the four seasons. The 12 vertical channels correspond to the 12 months. The movement in the vessels may be yin or yang. If one understands the nature of yang, one has to understand the nature of yin. If one knows the yin, one also knows the yang. As for the so-called yin, these are the true chi of the yin organs. When they appear without yang or stomach movements, this indicates that death is imminent. As for the so-called yang, this is the yang chi of the stomach. One should take care to become familiar with yin and yang. One should not pre-plan a course of treatment. Have faith in the diagnostic method. This stops deliberating with uncertainty. This tells the truth of the situation. That which leaves or is lacking is yin, 
and that which arrives or is apparent is yang. That which is quiet is yin. That which moves is yang. That which is retarded is yin. And that which is frequent is yang. And that is the end of chapter seven, or at least all the statements that I narrowed it down to fundamentals for myself. So I hope, again, everyone enjoyed that. If not, I'm still going to do chapter eight next week. So hopefully you're getting some sense, something out of this. The reason I'm sharing it is to hopefully help bring some enlightenment into some ideas or thoughts within the medicine. All right. So next week, chapter eight. Until that time, I hope everyone is having a great week. And I hope to see you again. Thanks. Thanks.